I get asked all the time about cooking shows. Do you watch Top Chef? Have you been watching the latest season of MasterChef? Are you into the Great British Bake Off? And of course, what's your favorite cooking show? Now, because I get asked about this so much, I thought it was time that I did a post about it. So let's talk about it. Today, we're going to get down to the nitty gritty, and I'm going to tell you what I really think of modern cooking shows as a whole, cooking and as entertainment, as well as what I think actually is the best cooking show out there right now. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. And this is Cooking Shows. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The ugly. Cooking shows are not a new phenomenon. They date all the way back to 1946, when the first ever cooking show, Cookery, aired on the BBC. It was 10 minutes long, and the chef-slash-host, Philip Harbin, widely recognized as the first celebrity chef, made Lobster Volavant. A few months later, James Beard debuted his American cooking show, I Love to Eat, and from then on, food has been a mainstay on televisions around the world. Now, the important thing about those original cooking shows, and really all cooking shows up until the late 90s, early 2000s, is that they were all about teaching people about food and cooking. They were entertaining, yes, but they weren't entertainment. Today, many, many cooking shows, or more accurately, food shows, have nothing to do with teaching people about food. They are over-dramatized, unrealistic, and create a disrespect of food and cooking, which creates an unhealthy relationship with food. Now, you may think I'm being overly dramatic right now, but am I really? Think about it. The food itself has become entertainment, and with that, expectations of what food should be have risen and become unreasonable. Now, yes, don't get me wrong. If you're going to a restaurant or hiring a chef, the food should be amazing. Otherwise, what are you paying for? But the problem really starts in the home. We see, quote-unquote, chefs cooking ridiculous things in competition shows, or we watch a really well-shot video of avant-garde food with dramatic classical music behind it, and it raises the assumption that this is what food has to be. Gone are the days when a well-made but simply made shepherd's pie will suffice. Now the shepherd's pie has to have truffled potatoes with foie gras and goddamn gold leaf for people to want to eat it. And because most people can't make that at home, they just don't bother trying, and that's a serious problem. In Canada right now, 54% of people eat out at least once a week. When looking at just millennials, that 54% becomes the number of people who eat, out, who eat out at least three times a week. That's crazy! And obviously, I understand there's a lot more going on here than just food TV, but millennials happen to also be the group that watches the most food TV. The bad. One of the problems that modern food TV has created is what I like to call the oxtail effect. Oxtail is literally the tail of a cow or ox. 15 years ago, you could buy oxtail for pennies. Very few people wanted it, and so it was classic peasant food, the type of thing that requires a lot of effort, but that in the right hands can be absolutely delicious. As I sit here right now, the grocery store nearest to me is selling oxtail for nineteen eighty-two a kilogram. So it's like uh, uh, nine something a pound. Now keep in mind, oxtail is mostly bone and cartilage. There's a very little meat. So why is it so expensive? Because about 10 to 12 years ago, every person on the Food Network, every show, everything was using oxtail. This drove the price through the roof and it has never come down. Now all those people who used to rely on cheap cuts of meat like oxtail to survive can't afford it. Now they're forced to turn to cheaper alternatives, which usually come in the form of frozen meals. Again, 
I know that food TV is not the only problem here. There are a lot of food security issues that we're facing beyond this, but it is absolutely a contributing factor. The good. Okay, so this post has obviously gotten away from me a little bit and has become less about cooking shows and more about societal food issues that we're all facing. And I think it's important that we talk about these things because they are happening to us and all around us. But this post is supposed to be about cooking shows. So let's bring that back a little bit. Cooking shows I don't watch. So if it's a competition show, I'm probably not watching it. The only competition show I have watched in the past 15 years has been The Final Table on Netflix. Mostly I watched it because a lot of the chefs are highly regarded and I wanted to see what they do. I thought it was okay, but I probably won't be watching season two. Chef's Table is a show that I watched the first season of, but I can't watch it anymore. I find it almost has become a character, character, car, caricature there we go, of itself. And anytime I try to watch it, I just think of the hipster chef on this hour's 22 minutes. I'll share that video on the Facebook page. Now, shows I do watch. I like Mind of a Chef, though I don't think I caught the last season. Other than that, there's really only one other cooking show airing right now that I watch. And in my opinion, it is the best one on TV. It is The Chef Show on Netflix. There are a few reasons I like this show, but the biggest reason is this. There is no bullshit. All this show is about is John Favreau wanting to hang out with Roy Choi and learn from him and cook with him. That's it. They make good food. You can learn something by watching it. It's entertaining without being entertainment. And you can tell that they're having fun and enjoying themselves. That's what food should be about. Conclusion. All right. I feel like I've dug myself into a pretty deep hole with this one. And if you like food TV and watching cooking competitions, good on you. I don't want to make you feel bad about that. I just think that it's important to watch those shows with the understanding that their relationship to food and cooking is the same as porn's relationship to sex. They are not the same thing. They're barely even related, if at all. Now, all I can say is that as entertaining as cooking shows can be, they will never be able to provide the same satisfaction that actually cooking can. Taking the time, putting in the effort, and being rewarded with something delicious at the end that is much more satisfying than watching Gordon Ramsay yell at yet another unprepared novice on Hell's Kitchen. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly. And on Facebook, you can join the new Food in 5 Facebook page. That's Facebook.com forward slash Food in 5. And I'm going to share a couple of videos up there um, of things I was talking about on the episode today, as well as the episode and a link back to the blog. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another fantastic episode of Food in 5. And of course, tomorrow's Thursday. That means it's Brief History Day. I'll see you then. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.